Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, where we are in season 13, entitled The ABCs of Winning the Mental Game. We are dedicating this season to our new beautiful baby girl, Miss Eliana Bell, and celebrating really the fundamentals of what it takes to be great. So again, we hope that you share this season with your kids, but if you don't have any kids or if you are just rolling to work in the morning and need to get your mind right, this is not just a kid's episode. This is again, a call back to the fundamentals of who we are, how we're wired, and how we can show up and win our mental game. Because at the Selking Performance Group, as we work with business professionals and in athletes at every level, one of the things that we find is that people are often unwilling or unaware of the fact that they aren't incorporating basic fundamentals in how they show up. And so although they really want to be great, they they want to find another level, sometimes it's challenging and a little bit of a gut check to say, hey, am I doing the little things right? And so this season is intended to talk about those little things. What are just some of the fundamentals, stuff we've heard forever, um, but maybe need to be reminded that we need to put these things back in our lives. And so today in episode 10, we are on letter I, and we are talking about identity because I stands for identity. You know, this is really interesting because for me, When I first started graduate school in applied sport and performance psychology, one of our first assignments was to write our theory of performance excellence. And so, as you can imagine, a bunch of grad students that are all excited about being in this new program, you choose grad school because you know like, hey, this is what I want to really go deeper on an educational journey with and learn more about. So you know your passion about the topic. You've got people that are really, really interested in it, have varying degrees of experience, um, in the field, you know, or related fields. But but to be asked to write your theory of performance excellence at the very forefront of that educational journey, I thought was a really interesting endeavor. And now looking back, um, one of the, the beautiful elements of that assignment is we had nobody else's opinions or theories or writings to inform what did we think? What did we believe about what drives human high performance. And so when I wrote my um, theory, mine was founded with identity, is that high performance begins with a grounded sense of identity. And this came to me through through my own life experiences. You know, as a soccer player growing up from seven to age seven to age 18, 19 um, years old, I had committed to the United States Naval Academy to play soccer. And I tore my first ACL a month before I was supposed to leave for plebe summer, two days before the Notre Dame deadline. And I was talking to, to coach at Notre Dame and he said, listen, you've been accepted to Notre Dame and we would love to have you as a preferred walk-on here. Uh, if you if you still want to come be with the Fighting Irish, welcome home. And so I wound up being at Notre Dame, um, redshirted my, my fall season, played my spring season. And at the end of my freshman year, wound up actually getting released from the team because my knees didn't come back the way that coach wanted them to. And we had a really full roster and it was devastating. And I just remember walking out of the Jack, which is our athletic complex from our coach's offices and standing on the corner of the street not knowing where to go. You know, we were in the middle of uh, just about to start finals week. And so I knew I needed to study, but for the first time in my life, I felt hollow from literally the base of my neck to the bottom of my stomach. I felt empty. 
And I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to say. I didn't call anybody. Um, my, my brother was graduating from college in a couple weeks. So I didn't want to call my parents and make it about me when it needed to be about him in that moment. And so I just locked myself away and tried to study and and tried to discern what am I going to do? Am I going to transfer and play? Um, I explored a bunch of those options, had a bunch of options. <laughs> and, you know, when you come off the number one ranked team in the country, a lot of people are open to having you on their roster. And I just remember feeling like, you know what? Perhaps I've been brought to Notre Dame for such a time as this, but also for a different reason than what I had originally thought. And over time, you know, as I led Notre Dame Christian Athletes and I got more involved in the business school, this idea of identity really, really came to bear for me because I realized like, hey man, you know, I've I've got a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I've got a family at home that loves me and I'm at the University of Notre Dame. And I still felt this hollow, empty feeling. And so pieces of my identity that had been crux and core, what I thought was my identity as a soccer player was what sort of helped me navigate through that really identity crisis of a season. And so for me, performance excellence has got to be about, it's got to fundamentally start with your identity. Do you really, 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 really know who you are. Because if I hadn't had those 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 rocks of my identity that I just mentioned in place at that time, I would I would have transferred. I would have been more of an emotional disaster than I was. I I would have questioned the first 12 years of my life and but not first 12 but like the 12 years of investment in soccer that I had made and I still did right I was like man I everything I've done in my life up to this point was about this sport and now it's gone what does that what does that mean what does that say about me what does that say about my life was this a was my life a waste so far and so again, think about if I didn't have those those bedrocks of identity to fall back on to understand and help me navigate those really challenging questions. But we see this all day, every day in people and performers at every level. They don't really know who they are because who they are has been always defined by what they do. And when that what is stripped away or that what is questioned or that what is judged and fundamentally condemned as a win or a loss, right? And that doesn't mean like a negative judge, like as an athlete, you play, you compete, and you either win or you lose, right? That's a judgment on on if you are just an athlete and you are the sum of your athletic identity, then man, when you win, you're a winner and you can walk around and feel it. But man, when you lose, you're a loser and you feel that too. And so identity is not what we do. Identity is who we are. It's that thread of our being that whether we are an athlete or whether we are a student or whether we are a friend or a daughter or a brother or a sister or a mother or a community member or a leader or a lawyer or a doctor, right? All of those things or a military personnel, right? Like if you're a soldier, I mean, of course that is part of our identity, but our, the core, the crux of who we are is the thread that exists between all those different roles that we play in our lives. And it's when we can understand and know that thread, then man, when one of the, one of the roles that we play gets popped off like a button on a, on a shirt, there's something still intact that we can hold on to, that we can build from, that we can recreate the next role, the next area of influence that we get to operate 
in this world. And so let's let's look at some definitions of identity. I've got a couple here because one is just like the Oxford Dictionary definition. And it's the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. And I love that they say the fact of being because, you know, there's so much like identity questioning of the thing. Like, like what it's a fact of of who a person is or 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 what a thing is. Like this chapstick in front of me, it's chapstick. This is the identity of this thing. It's a fact and there's really no rebuting it, right? But we need to know what this thing is before we can really claim that. And the same is true for ourselves. Another definition says the stable defining characteristics of a person that makes them an individual. So again, the roles that we play, we're not always a soccer player, right? We're not always an, a student. We're not always a lawyer. Now, when we're in the throngs of our career, quote unquote, whatever that might be, you, I mean, literally there's, you know, all those athletic quotes out there. It's like, I'm always on, I'm always this. And, and you are, you're fully consumed in it. If you're a highly high performer, you're fully consumed in it. But what about when you retire as a lawyer? What about when you hang up your cleats because of injury, because of age? And I mean, shoot, professional football players, they're old if they're 30 in the league, which means they retire when they're 30, which means they got a lot of life left ahead of them, right? And so it's this stable defining on the macro level, right? We need to be able to zoom out and see our lives in a bigger picture if we really can get to the, to the heart of understanding of why and what identity really is and how it drives how we show up. And then the last definition I have here is the, the qualities, beliefs, personality traits, et cetera, that characterize a person or a group. And so, you know, to shift gears a little bit too, one of the things that we, we know that there's a lot of fundamentals of human high performance of which identity is one of them, knowing who you are so that you don't have to ride the highs and lows that performance gives you, that outcomes give you. But then there's also fundamentals of organizational performance. And and a core of organizational performance is organizational identity. What are the beliefs, the characteristics, the traits that, that characterize this organization, this institution, of who they are. And, you know, it's interesting when we see um, organizations that suddenly their marketing campaigns shift and you're like, wow, this isn't who you are. It's because they've brought an outsider in who doesn't understand who they are at the core. And they've tried to recreate their organizational identity in a way that's not true, that's not authentic to who they are. Now, my, one of my advisors always says, because this whole thing about like, oh, your authentic self, you know, everybody wants to talk about that. And he would always say, well, if your authentic self is an asshole, then you need to change who you are, right? So now I understand that there's organizational identities that are, are old, outdated, that need to be matured, that need to be reinvigorated. But there has to be a maintenance of the core of the essence of the purpose of that company and, and why they exist and who they serve and what their actual heartbeat is. And I think that if we as organizational leaders don't steward and protect the sort of historical integrity and identity and thread that has existed through an organization, man, in this new wave of of marketing and bending to society's sort of claims on what's important and what should be said, man, that's where organizations get in trouble. That's where people get in trouble is when they start bending and changing and conforming to what society is saying at the time or the moment instead of taking a pause to understand 
who am I at the core? Who are we as an organization at the core? What is the thread of goodness and greatness that has ran through us for years and for decades that we can hold on to? Not that we don't need to grow and evolve and mature and, and, and become even more electric, even more of who we are of, of good and great to the world. But man, let's not lose that. Because Oscar Wilde said, check this quote out. I absolutely love this. And it goes exactly what we're talking about. Oscar Wilde said that most people are other people. Their thoughts are someone else's opinions, their lives a mimicry, their passions a quotation. Are you living someone else's life? Are your thoughts someone else's opinions? Is your life just a, a mimicry of someone else's life? The things that you are passionate about, are they your passions? Is that something you read or heard or from someone that you want to try to impress? Are you taking on what's important to them? As an organization, are you an, an, a standalone organization of your core identity? Or are you just mirroring somebody else's? This is the power of identity. And so this week, as we talk about I is for identity, our championship mindset training is to sit with yourself with a pen and a piece of paper and ask yourself some fundamental questions. I've got four listed here for you to reflect on. What actually matters to me? What makes me feel most alive? What drains my energy more than anything? And what do I actually think about X, fill in the blank, whatever that might be? Spend some time with yourself. Explore these questions. Don't live a mimicry life of someone else's. Live your own life because the world needs you more than ever. To know who you are on the inside, to, to be able to articulate the thread of your identity that runs through the roles that you play in this world so that you can bring that goodness and greatness on a more consistent basis. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Listen, check us out on all the social media platforms. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Champ Mindsets, on Facebook and Instagram at Selking Performance Group. And then hit me up directly, uh, Dr. Selking at selkingperformance.com if there's anything we can do for you in terms of keynote speaking for your organization, one-on-one uh, -on -one performance coaching. We have an amazing team. You can find them all on our website, selkingperformance.com. We'd love to hear from you, chat with you, and see how we can help you continue to help you win your mental game. You've been listening to Building Champions Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset.